Balak responds to Bilam, As you have told me, we cannot curse the entire people because they collectively enjoy God's protective love, and their collective merit makes them immune to curses. Therefore, come with me to another place from where you will see them. However, you will only see a part of them, not all of them. If you do not see all of them at once, you will regard them as individuals. And since they are surely individuals amongst them of lesser merit, you should be able to curse at least these individuals. For me. He took him outside what was then the borders of Moab altogether to the field of the lookouts, where guards kept watch for approaching invaders, and which was on the peak of Mount Nevo, where Moshe would die. Balak's powers of divination were superior to Bilam's. He wasn't a good cursor, but he, he, he had these powers of divinity, and he foresaw that misfortune would befall the Jewish people at this location. But he mistakenly thought that this misfortune would be due to Bilam's curse. As before, he built seven altars and brought up a bull and ram on each one. Bilam says to Balak, remain here. Perhaps I will again be able to be reluctantly communicated with Hashem. Again, that's what happens. In his vision, Hashem shows Bilam not only that he cannot curse the people, but in fact they deserve to be blessed, both on the account of their own merits and because Hashem loves them. When Bilam saw that God was again going to use him to bless the Israelites, he decided not to return to Balak. But Hashem forced him, go, return. When he came to him, he was still standing next to the sacrifice Balak. And some of the Moabite dignitaries were with him. The other dignitaries had left when they saw that Bilam was uh, useless. Balak said to him mockingly, So what did God say, Mr. Puppet? You cannot do what you want. Bilam responds, to the mocking tone by trying to vex him. He began to recite a parable and said, Arise, Balak, and listen. You have no right to remain sitting while I deliver God's message. Listen closely to me, son of Tzipor. God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he a mortal that can reconsider his decisions. He promised to give the Israelites the land of Israel. It's useless to oppose. Do you think he would say that he would do something and not do it, that he would not fulfill what his promise was? I have received an instruction to bless them. He has blessed and I cannot retract it because I have looked and not found any idolaters in them, Jacob's descendants, nor any dishonest workers in them, Israel's descendants. This alone makes them worthy of being blessed. Moreover, whenever they do transgress Hashem's will, he overlooks it. He does not look at whatever evil there is the actions of the people, Jacob's descendants, and sees nothing perverse in the actions of Israel. God, their God, is with them even when they provoke him, and even when they retain the king's, even then they retain the king's friendship. They did not leave Egypt on their own, as you applied. Hashem took them out of Egypt with the strength he possesses because of his loftiness, his ability to fly above worldly powers, and his power over demons. The Israelites are further worthy of blessing because there are no diviners of auspicious times in Jacob. People that say, oh, it's the right time to do things based on some galaxy. And no stick diviners, things that are done with sticks in Israel. Now, this indicates that a soothsayer is a bad thing. But that is not why I, who am a soothsayer, cannot curse them. It is because they have their own merits that make them worthy of being blessed. Hashem manifested his affection for them openly when he gave them the Torah and spoke to them personally. Just like he taught them his cherished Torah then, so too he will do so in the messianic future, when he will seat them closer to him than his angels and teach them the innermost teachings of the Torah. It will then be said to Jacob and Israel by these angels when they want to know what Hashem has said, 
the angels will turn to the Jews and say, what has God taught? Because the Jews will have better access. Behold, all the Israelites deserve to be blessed because there are people that rise in the morning like a fearsome lion, raising itself like a lion to do God's will fearlessly. Their first acts in the morning all express their complete devotion to his will. They dress themselves in the tzitzit, which remind them to keep the mitzvot. They then recite the Shema, which contains the fundamental concepts of a Jew's relationship with Hashem. They put on tefillin, which reminds them of the Exodus, the source of their spiritual freedom. Also, they do not lie down to sleep at night until they recite the Shema, and in return for dedicating themselves to God in this way, Hashem fights their enemies, consumes those who seek to prey upon them, and drinks the blood of their slain enemies. Furthermore, they will not settle in the land until they consume their prey, all the nations they dispossess, and inherit the spoils of the slain. And finally, Moshe will not die until he kills me, his prey, when he kills the princes of Midian, who he will also slay. Balak said to Bilam, you must neither curse nor bless them. If you cannot curse, then just don't say anything. Bilam answered and said to Balak, have I not spoken to you saying, everything Hashem speaks to me about is what I must do.